Welcome to the I Heart Chocolate Podcast, a space where chasing dreams and indulging in chocolate is celebrated, where it's okay to walk the abnormal path, break tradition, and pursue your own true happiness. A space where you can gain encouragement, inspiration, and confidence to go out there and become the best chocolatier you possibly can be. I'm your host, Tina Codinha, and I know what it is to be chocolate crazy. Like you truly feel called to do this, as if a light suddenly went on and all arrows point to chocolate. I've had the honor of working under some of the best chocolatiers in the industry, and all the while have dedicated my free time toward bettering my craft at home. I'm a wife, a mother, founder of Codinia Chocolate and Codinia Chocolate Mentorship, which I proudly run with my amazing, talented husband, Bruno. Chocolate is so much in my blood, I couldn't live without it. It's been the wildest journey thus far, and my hope is that this inspires you to keep on keeping on and believe that you can do this too, because the truth is, yes, you can. You really, truly can. So consider me your new chocolate friend, constantly cheering you on because I'm right there with you. And let's dive in. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the I Heart Chocolate Podcast. I am excited because today I am chatting with Mitch and Jenny of Truman Chocolates. They have been in business for 16 years. (laughs) And I, for one, cannot wait to chat and hear more about their story and listen as they share some words of wisdom for having a successful, long-lived business. So without further ado... Mitch and Jenny Truman. Yay. <laughs> Welcome to the Thanks for having us. Podcast. We appreciate you yes. reaching out to us and, and letting us be a part of this. And we've watched some of your the ones that you've done with other people. And it's uh it's really interesting and it's fun to hear, you know, everybody's got a different story or a different path. And then it's neat to hear all the different ones and the challenges and the things that they've been through. For sure, for sure. So I just want to jump right into it. You guys are married and you're in business together, another husband-wife duo. Um, what got you into chocolate? I read a little bit of your background, uh, CIA. I know you worked with Food Network for a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Before. Can you yep. talk a little bit about everything? Yeah, so I grew up here. We're in Texas, and I grew up here, and I decided I wanted to go to culinary school to open up a restaurant, so I applied and worked, did an internship, and this was right around 2001, and I had worked at a restaurant and I went to culinary school, got a degree in culinary arts because I wanted to open up a restaurant and Mm -hmm. I was set to get my bachelor's degree, but I decided to stay and get another degree in baking and pastries because I wanted to do breads and desserts and stuff at a restaurant. And so I got two associate degrees, one in culinary arts and one in baking and pastries. And then I got a job in Florida working with uh, Awald Nodder, at the Nodder school yes, where we were yes. teaching people how to do like the big show pieces out of sugar mm-hmm. and chocolate. And that's when I started working with chocolate more. And I did my first internship at the Food Network where we did like, that was back when Emerald Live was really big. And we were doing yeah, I used those to watch shows. that all the time. <laughs> yeah, that was like what everybody was daunting. It was so much fun to like be a part of that. And I learned so much because every day I would come in and you get a different show and you would work with a whole nother set of ingredients and you would just it was never the same, but I didn't learn from like the restaurant side of it, but I learned like so many different techniques and just working with so many different people. And then it pretty much the food network started to really take off then. And I got another internship at the Ritz Carlton in Naples, where I did like my pastry internship. And the goal was to open up a restaurant. But once I started working with Chef Nodder, I figured I could learn how to run a business with five, six employees and not the overhead of a restaurant. And I opened it up here in like Bryan, Texas. It's a small town, but I thought we would ship everywhere and I wouldn't have to be in like a big, a big city where I would have all those people. And we ended up 
I'm like blown away by how many people just come in to buy chocolates because even though they're expensive, it is one of those affordable luxuries that like you can, you know, go buy some and we put enough time and effort into it and they look different and they get a good response that when you buy a gift for somebody, it's, it, they feel like they get a good response. It's not something that they already have. It's hard to buy things for people. And you feel like you can go out and spend $50 on somebody and you know, you get nothing these days and you don't know if they're going to like it. But with the chocolate, we've gotten people just love giving them. And we were blown away by like the retail and people coming in and buying chocolates. And I really didn't know how to run a business. And when I opened up, there weren't a whole lot of people using colored cocoa butter. There was uh, like Norman Love had his place mm -hmm. and Nodder was doing stuff with it. But uh when I would go around, like I remember the first time I went to Kate Weiser's shop and I was like, there's somebody else doing what we're doing. Yeah, like there's other yeah. people out there doing it. Like, and yeah. it was like, people started to actually do it. And it's one of those things where it didn't take the investment that a restaurant would have had. I didn't have to go out and get like, you know, investors and a whole bunch of people. I just found me a little bitty shopping center and a, a square. And I basically built out the kitchen, did as much of it as I could and invested all that I could invest in it. And then, you know, went from there. Just That's one mistake awesome. at a time. That's awesome. So at what point did you come in, Jenny? How did you guys sync up? Yeah. Um, so I started working here back in like 2008, I guess. So mm -hmm. um, it wasn't a, just until like a few years after he opened. And um, so, yeah, I just started working here and we became friends and everything kind of just blossomed from there. So <laughs> I've, been, I've been around since 2008, but we got married in 2014 and um, kind of just tag teaming everything from there. You know, we have a little girl. We have a little daughter, too. And uh, cool. uh, she's three now and she comes in here and she loves like I mean, <laughs> when we're busy and we're here all the time. Like that was one of the best things that happened with COVID was just I was up here all the time and. Right we got to be here and she was here a lot and it was just one of those things where that was the only way that we could control costs was just it was just me but it was it made us so much i mean there was so much bad came from it but there was a lot of good that came out of for us like as far as the business goes like we we just started working a lot harder at things and we saw that hard work pay off like jenny started doing all the website and all the instagram and all that other stuff and i was and she was giving me ideas. And that's where I got a lot of like inspiration from. I never like, even though, you know, that stuff is important. It's hard for me to walk away from working with chocolate to go, you know, post a picture online. But Jenny would just take pictures of it. And it wasn't about like, let me get the perfect picture. It was just let me be online. Let me see things. And she would show me stuff. And then we just got a lot of inspiration from that that, you know, I hadn't really seen just from like the industry in front of me. I just hadn't seen that kind of stuff you know, inspiring stuff. Like I saw when she started posting stuff online and we started getting followers on Instagram and things like started to kind of roll. And it was, it, it really did change a lot after COVID just for us, just because both of us were working together at it. And, you know, we just started trying, we just started trying all kinds of things. We did camps for kids. We did, uh, like date nights, we got couples in here where everybody would make their own chocolates and people were just so excited to get out of the house. And like one yeah. couple of us, this is the most fun we've had in like six months, but nobody <laughs> left the house in six months. So it was like, we didn't have much yeah. competition, but it was, yeah. uh, and it was fun for us. For sure. That's awesome. That's, that's very similar to um, Bruno and I, I'm more like the social media person, like putting the brand presence and he's more like behind the scenes doing more of the chocolate work and stuff. I do chocolate too, but he's more on the production than me. Um, I love that, though. I think that uh, COVID definitely opened a lot of people's eyes to and actually inspired a lot of people to really hunker down. And, you know, unfortunately, of course, lots of businesses had to close and make adjustments and everything. But you find what works for you. And at the end, like you said, people want chocolate. People want, you know, new experiences, new things that you guys are doing. I love that. 
you guys have a three-year-old daughter our daughter is four she's like our professional taste tester <laughs> so if she if she approves then it's it's good to go if she's like eh, then we're like okay maybe we need to work on it a little bit yeah so. yeah that's what we do too and i mean like i had gotten to the place because we'd been here for so long i was complacent and it, it's hard to like you know i guess point out your own flaws but that's where mm -hmm. i was like I, I was paying bills and i wasn't going out of my comfort zone we'd done the chocolates that we did and mm -hmm. you get to that point where you're just you know going through the months Emotions, and yeah. For, yeah and then when COVID came it was like i was so far out of my comfort zone that it didn't matter we just started trying everything that wasn't like a, it didn't take a whole lot of overhead to try like we were just doing yeah. all kinds of new flavors and you know just everything we did pop-ups at little places around town i mean that i wouldn't have I wouldn't have put myself out there to do before because that was just more work and it wasn't like as big of a necessity. And then that kind of spiraled. And it also like we saw the I guess the positive aspects of doing that kind of stuff. And then having Jenny here so much more so was just it helped me because it motivated me. But she like we work really good together. And I have friends that like if you put their wives in the yeah. office with them, <laughs> yeah. like they would they yeah. would they would leave. Like they couldn't make it. But like we feed off each other pretty good. And she she motivates me. And you know, between the two of us, when you can see the things that when we work together, like the end result is so much better, even if it's not perfect. And right. we got to the point where like I don't mind messing up. Like I I still like the I guess the journey when we try stuff and it doesn't work the harder it is for me to get things done right like that makes it more impressive when it does come out in the end and so that's where we are now I love that I love that I think that um you touched on a couple of things that I want to circle back to um you're talking about how before when you guys were using cocoa butter colors and things like that you didn't see many chefs use that like that wasn't really the look for chocolate did your business start off with more plain looking chocolates and then you evolved or you always from the jump had like no. the look that you have now? So when I was working with Nodder and we would we would do some of the like the molded chocolates or the ones that you would use a guitar mm -hmm. and like the dip chocolates and truffles and stuff like that. We would do a lot of those. When I opened up mine, it was all colored cocoa butter because that was what people were drawn to. And when you were it just was something different. Like when Nodder took chocolates over to Switzerland once and he took some of the ones that we did mm -hmm. and they were just blown away by like, what is this color on? Cause all their chocolate is always, you know, yeah. milk white or dark yeah. color. Yeah. And it was crazy when he came back and he was telling us like, you know, how just like just response. That kind of was one of those things where I was like, that's what people want to see in chocolate. And that's what sets it apart. Like we still do truffles when we do the kids camps or when we do the date nights and we do uh, like we'll dip stuff and it's, it's fine. Like I don't mind doing it, but the colored cocoa butter is what like the, I guess is more intriguing to me. And so that's, that's what we do with that. Yeah. That's awesome. why, I mean, and it wasn't, there weren't, there weren't a lot of people that were doing it. Like even with the food network and even when I would go and see chocolates, like I never saw, I never saw colored chocolates except for the ones that came from the handful of people like elbow was doing them. And, you know, there were a few other places and I was like, it was, that's what I was drawn to. And so that's why I was like, I'm going to stay just with this in this little window and work just with color cocoa butter. And that's what I've awesome. always been. Cool beans. Um, Jenny, for you, since you're more the like the social media and everything like that, where do you get um, ideas for the type of content that you post for you guys? Or is just like because he said he's inspired by all the ideas that you're coming with you. Yeah. Do you just throw him like a bunch of ideas? You're like, we're going to try this out. And you go along with it. Like you said, like some, some of them stick, some of them don't pushing you out of your comfort zone. Cause I know for me personally, like trying to get Bruno on social media is very difficult. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't like to show his face a lot, but I'm always like, who cares? Like, I don't, I, I don't care if I look like a fool to me. I'm like, you never know who who's watching it. That's always what I think. 
Right. So you, yeah. How does it work that's, for you? That's kind of my outlook as well. It's hard getting him to, to get him out of his, I mean, not to get him out of his comfort zone. Mitch is always trying to do things that are not the norm. And mm. he wants to do things that are not ever been seen before. Obviously that's why he started doing this way back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's always intrigued about doing things that are different, but it's very specific. So trying to get him to do things isn't always that easy, but social media has grown so much over the years and we didn't really always have a very big online presence. And, um, I didn't really have as much input, um, as I do now into the business. And so mm-hmm. when COVID came around, I was like, look, like we don't have a choice. Like we have to do something or we're not going to yeah. make, we're going to be one of those businesses who just doesn't, you know, yeah. succeed. so we have to try something. And at this point, I don't really think it matters, but we try, we have to just try. Yeah. So getting online, making our website, getting on Instagram, posting things, and then just looking at all of the different companies that are doing things that are similar to us. Um, I, I got like, Hey, I saw so-and-so do this. Let's make our own version or try something similar. And then the Kobo bombs came across on TikTok, and I was like, we have to do these. And he's like, absolutely not. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, I feel like these would be really cool. The same like, thing people Bruno. really yeah. love these. Yeah. And so he finally agreed to try it. And we, I mean, people were like ordering, people were texting us like, Hey, I want to order like a dozen. And we're like, we only have one mold that makes like five. Like, I don't know (laughs) if we can do that. So it just one thing led to another. And, you know, you kind of just have to do trial and error and see what works and people like, and I feel like that's part of a lot of businesses. I mean, people, you just never really know, like it it could even be like really popular and it just doesn't take off for you. So kind of just have to put yourself out there and just try it. And that's kind of what we've been doing and just didn't work for you guys out there. Yeah. The cocoa bomb, the cocoa bomb thing, like having something pay off is what is kind of like, lets you keep trying new things. I mean, like you try stuff and it doesn't always work, but when cocoa bombs took off with COVID going on and we had a, like a TV show call and they wanted to come through and I was like, we can only make like literally six of these at a time. And we're making this like TV show came and filmed us making them. And then it was like, we couldn't make them fast enough. But after COVID, that was like the year of COVID. And that was like, we were just blown away by it. And that was, that motivates you to do other things and you see things like actually work. But I mean, when I could do cocoa bombs, like I understand the concept, it was really easy. It wasn't like, I mean, we mixed our own cocoa powder and we had a whole bunch of different mm-hmm. stuff, but I wanted it to be something different. So I had to get like, uh, I wanted to color them and do them like a colored you know, with, with colored cocoa butter, I didn't mm-hmm. want it to just be like the milk chocolate yeah. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the balls. And so like, that's what I did. And I wasn't going to do it the other way. And so once I started doing that and I figured out a way that we could make them and we were making, I don't even know how many we make it like so many. I mean, you know, it was, it was crazy, but, I mean, but it was but good crazy. Was hard. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause everybody was. was making them. Everybody yeah. was doing them. So and then packaging like the logistics yeah. and all that stuff, basically yeah. in less than a week, like we had to figure out like, how are we going to ship these? How are we going to package them? And we did it. And we were just like, it, it was crazy, but we also live in a small town where before that, like people were supporting us because they saw places go out of business like ours. And mm. that was, that made a huge difference for us. That's nice. I like <laughs> the community and everything. Um, something that you you've been touching on often is you guys just try things you find a solution to to make it work bottom line COVID happened you're like okay we got to do something we're gonna try social media more the cocoa bomb thing was taken off you're like well we only have so many molds we gotta figure out packaging all this we're gonna the the attitude I feel behind there is what sets the people who make it versus the ones who don't is you take on the problems and you don't just you know sit there with the problems and like oh my god what do I do you actively try and find a solution as fast as you can 
even if you don't know the way about it and you just do it, would you say that is part of why you guys have been in business for so long, basically? Absolutely. I mean, COVID changed so many things. Sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> um, COVID changed so many things. And I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, you have to make a way and you have to yeah. find the solution. And like he said in the beginning, like we work really well together. He's been doing this a lot longer than I have. And mm -hmm. I learned everything I know from him. And I don't even know half of it. I'm not a trained chocolatier yeah. by any means in any kind right. of sense of the word. And so I, we just literally bounce ideas off of each other. And I'm like, Hey, let's do this. And he's like, no, we're going to try that. And so we just like, it's part of the challenges of owning a business. Obviously you have to, yeah. you have to make your own decisions and yeah, yeah. you gotta, yeah. <laughs> you know, sink or sail. But at this point, it's like, we have an, enough experience and knowledge on some things to know what to do, but some of it is still like, we just wing it. And I mean, yeah. that but just like, has to be the mentality for, yeah. you know, everything. And yeah. you were talking about like inspiration and where we find it, like just looking on Instagram or looking on the internet and seeing what other people are doing and just mm -hmm. wanting to try it. Like we did our little s'more kits. Like we did these little s'mores in the middle of summer. It's mm -hmm. like a hundred degrees out. And mm -hmm. it was just one of those things where it's like, like the packaging is such a mess and it's so like not a mess, but it's just so hard to figure out yeah. all that stuff. But we saw somebody else do it and she's like, we need to do that. Let's do it. And she'll tell me to do stuff. And we do like caramel apples and we did like little like uh, caramel bars and stuff like that. Just doing little things like that. Just trying it. And they don't always stick and you don't always see like, hey, let me do this one thing and we're going to sell a thousand of them. Right. But you figure out like what does work and you right. just are trying new things. And that's what made it. That, but that's also motivating. And that, that's what makes it fun. I mean, we have the ability to do that. And that's like enjoying the ride. Like, I love what we do. I mean, I love making a mess. I love messing up. Like we got so busy this last Christmas. We had the like we were trying to like store chocolates and cryovac chocolates. Like we saw people doing online and they're like, mm -hmm. you know, so we could keep them, we could start making them in November and keep them fresh. Mm -hmm. And I destroyed this whole bag of oh, like, more. Oh, it compressed too like, much. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I put yeah. too much pressure on it. So like, hey, when we were crazy busy, I like ruined two whole trays of chocolates and I was so frustrated, but that's the only way to learn. learn. Like that's the only way yes. to get there. And I like, I when we do the camps for kids or we do demos, I always tell them like, when you're learning something don't don't be like disheartened when you mess up just enjoy it and that's yeah. how you figure it out and you see other people that do things and it looks so smooth but that's how they got there and so right. that's what I like I like the ride I like the mess ups and I like the mistakes and like all the little things I, I see I just like trying I love that I, I I try to tell people that all the time like our mentees and stuff I'm like, everything you're seeing on social media is a highlight reel. People are showing their best stuff. You don't know how many tries it took for them to get that perfect picture, that perfect video, the final look. And everyone, like you're right, everyone goes through their mistakes and it's just part of the journey. And I love the attitude that you guys take on. It's like, no matter what the result is, we're going to go through it and we're going to take it. And then we're going to see how we can improve. Okay, it works. Okay, it doesn't. What do we need to do now for our next step? And just enjoy it because that's part of what entrepreneurship is. I love that. Yeah, and it's like a lot of things don't pan out. Like, yeah. uh, like when you were trying to get your daughter dressed up for Halloween, and you were oh, yeah, yeah. and you couldn't yeah. get her dressed up, like <laughs> yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. that picture, like I could just see in that picture, like you yeah. were like she wouldn't do it, she took it, but right. I know exactly like how that goes, mm -hmm. and that's what it's like. But I mean, posting yeah. those pictures are what people are drawn the to. Reality, like, yeah, yeah, yes. that's normal. Yeah. And yeah. if you show like the mistakes, and you're okay to show those little mm -hmm. trials, like I think people are drawn to that, and I. 
I am drawn to that. And so that's all I go off of or something I would want to see. And so that's what we like kind of base our stuff on. I think it's more authentic. It builds a stronger connection for sure. Yeah. I, for yeah. me personally, yeah, if I see someone and I see them, like we follow each other, I'm sure you guys have seen me. There's dates where I'm like, my hair is crazy and everything. I'm like, it's just been a day you guys, but I'm here, but I'm here. You, you know, I show up. There. That's, what, that's, yeah. what, that's what's important. Right. Um, so I know we talked about you guys, how you kind of divvy up the business and everything. Um, and you talked about how, you know, pushing through, trying new things, innovating, constantly innovating, constantly having new ideas, just basically accepting the ups and downs as part of the journey. Is there anything you would tell yourself when you first started your business that you like your like, I guess your greatest lessons that you learned in the last 16 years? Yeah, I like that. I saw that question and I like, so what got me here is a lot of ups and downs and like a lot of, uh, like I didn't set out for this, but mm -hmm. Like, I love where I am and all the things looking back, like when you look at back at memories, you and you see how much you like, you remember the greatness mm -hmm. when you're caught up in the moment. You don't always realize like, hey, this is also fun. Like, this is also what I'm going to remember is great. Like, right. I try to stay in the moment. And like, when I look back, I only like, I worked at some crazy places, like kitchens are crazy and they're thankless yeah. and they're long hours. And it's yes. like, you feel like you're working towards a goal and this isn't it. And you're like caught up working for other people that's what's rough like when you're doing that like don't get disheartened doing that because that's part of it and that's what you'll look back on and like what you'll what gets you to the goal that you're going for but those are also fun like that craziness that goes on in different places and like the like I have no idea how to run a business like I don't like like the things I messed up with taxes or the things I messed up you know just along the way like you know, a lot of people don't want to start a business because they're worried about failing. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, everybody fails. Like, I mean, yeah. that's not the problem. Just go with it and then, like, learn along the way. I mean, yeah. it is hard to, but I mean, like, I understand, like, how nerve wracking it is to, like, say, okay, this is the name of my business and this is what I'm going to do. And, but nothing is, like, finalized. Like, we changed boxes. Like, we changed boxes three times and we just ordered new boxes from the, I think the same place that you order your boxes from. Too, we got our new boxes in. Oh, nice. It's, nice. it's yeah, yeah. been like so long since yeah. we've had like our custom boxes. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I don't know how I segued into this. From what <laughs> I was talking about. But like, that's what like, but like, that's part of the journey. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's like, just go with it. And nothing is set in stone. I mean, like we had to buy like prefab boxes and we had to, because the other boxes got too expensive. They were too hard to find. And so just roll with the journey and like enjoy the ride like that's what's fun and that the you're making memories even if you're not, not aware of it where you want to be yeah I like that I think it's it's hard for me because I'm we have two totally different outlooks on things he's like the optimist and loving okay. everything and of whatever he's going through yeah. and I'm more of like a realist or I'm like this is awful <laughs> and I just I can't handle it and so yeah. he kind of brings me back down to where I'm he's just like okay you need to chill and mm. enjoy this and it's fine because yeah. I get really stressed about things and I think about things way too much and I get in my head so we balance out each other really well because I bring him down to like reality like you need to like buckle up and just like yeah. you know, take care yeah. of this and then he's like you need to chill so yeah. I mean, we balance out each other really well. And I, I don't know, it just, yeah. I think that's, I think that's great. I think that's great that you guys are opposite and you balance each other that way. I think you yeah. need that a little bit. Me and Bruno and are very were, similar. Like you asked in one of these questions, was there like a turning point? I think mm -hmm. for us, like when we got married uh, and we had our daughter and you mm -hmm. like have more responsibilities and yeah. you kind of grow up and you get more dedicated. And then COVID came along where, 
you know, you have to, you have to figure out like what you're going to do and you can't sit in, you can't sit still and wait for things to come back to you. You realize it's like, we have to work our way out of this and no matter what, we're still going to make it to the other side of it. It's just, how do we want to get there? But like, I think having our daughter and like starting a family, like that changed a lot for me because before that I was, you know, for lack of a better term, irresponsible. Yeah. 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 I mean, and you just, you just grow up and you, you get more of a perspective on like what's important. But I mean, before that I was, you know, I mean, I was young and I owned a business and I was like, I didn't like I could pay my bills and mm-hmm. that was all that mattered. And I was like, you know, I didn't really have I was just irresponsible. I mean, like like you would think anybody else would be. But I didn't shoot myself in the foot and I made it through like those first years and that time where like I wasn't as dedicated as I need to be. And now I'm like, oh, my gosh, like all that time, like and I it wasn't bad. Like I wasn't bad. I just sure, I could have been sure. taking advantage of so much more than I was. But now that I like I'm motivated by let me let me, you know, have a product that my daughter's proud of or like let me make my family proud or like support my family in the way that I want to like that. That is it changed my outlook on my business and and everything that surrounds it. I love that. I would agree the exact same way. Uh, I personally, I always worked for someone else. I had a side business, but Codinia Chocolate was really born when I was pregnant. When I was pregnant with our daughter, I told Bruno, there's no way I'm going to work for someone else. I'm finally going to focus on my dream. It's time. I don't want my daughter to see me working for someone else, doing all these long hours, making someone else's dreams come true. I'm like, this is the time. And that's when Codina Chocolate started stirring. So I I, I love this story because I, I 100% connect to it. I can 100% understand it. Kids are kids are amazing. They're a little, they you know, messy at times, but, <laughs> but they're amazing. <laughs> yeah, just like life. It's messy at times, but it's, it's great. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on. I love the story. I love your guys' attitude. You guys, I hope I meet you one day in person. I wish you yeah, nothing but the best on your business. Um, can you let people know where to find you, where they can order your chocolates if they want to further support you? Yeah. The web department. <laughs> the web department. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So our website is just trumanchocolates.com and we're Instagram, Truman Chocolates, Facebook, Truman Chocolates. And then if you're in the Bryan Call Station area, we are on 4407 South Texas Avenue in Bryan. So yep. check awesome. us out. Very cool. <laughs> if you wish. Well, thank you so much again for coming on, you guys. I look forward to following you and see, seeing what else you guys come up with. Yeah, Likewise, thanks. we enjoy following you all too. Thank you for having us. We really do appreciate it. it. It's a lot that you do for all of like the different chocolate people and just to put yourself out there and like changing information and just the little things that you do, you don't realize, like, even for us, like, I've been here forever, but watching your little videos and watching things and seeing people that are starting out doing what I was doing a long time ago, like, yeah. that's, that's a, it is a big resource, and it's really cool that you do it. Thank you. I really, really appreciate that. I super appreciate that. Thank you so much. But y'all have a good one. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. And that's all, folks. By the way, in case we aren't friends yet, let's keep the connection going and get social on the gram. You can always reach out to us at Codinia Chocolate, where we post inspirational, drool-worthy, and informative tips on all things chocolate. And can I just say, thanks for hanging out with me today. If you felt a connection from this podcast or found it helpful, please be sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can keep spreading the chocolate happiness. Y'all know that that is my life mission. But really though, (laughs) via chocolate making, teaching, and now through sound. Woohoo! Have a beautiful day, and I know it's going to sound cheesy, but it is true. In case you needed a reminder, you are 100% worthy of the life that you dream, chocolate-filled or otherwise. You just have to summon up the courage to pursue it.
and then you keep pursuing and grinding and working and loving it until you get there. Okie dokie! Catch you on the next one.